What does honor mean to you? What does freedom mean to you? These questions will remain the same in each interview, but the power lies within these amazing answers. I'm Tony Reese, and it is with great honor I introduce to you the next installment of My Life Lessons Showcasing Veterans. Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to My Life Lessons Showcasing Veterans. First and foremost, thank you very much for your service. That's the most important thing. You're very welcome. Thank you. So today I have Billy Worrell with me. Welcome, Billy, to the project. Now, if you would, take a moment and tell us how long you were of service, a little bit about yourself, and where you served. Okay. I spent four years in the U.S. Navy from 1970 to 1974. And while I was in, I was on every ocean and half the seas in the planet I traveled. So I was not home much, which was kind of a problem for me because I got married right after I, I, I got into the Navy. Mm -hmm. So my wife was always home with my son and I was somewhere else. And uh, what was frustrating for her was that back in those days, because of the Vietnam War, Every night on TV, the 6 o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news, she was seeing people getting shot and blown up, and that's all she was seeing. And I was just seeing the ocean and all the, all the countries we visited. Oh, that must have been very difficult. Yes. Um, after I got out of the Navy, uh, well, I had, I had gone into junior college after high school. And... Um, that's how you got out of not going into the draft. In 1969, all of the college deferments were canceled. So I got drafted in 69, and I enlisted in the Navy, and I didn't have to report until 180 days later. When I got out of the Navy, um, I went back to junior college again, and I ended up getting a job with IBM because I was studying computer programming back then. And I got hired, and I went to school and worked at the same time. And uh, I, I worked for IBM for about 29 years, and then I retired. And um, I've been married for 47 years. Wow. I have two children and four grandchildren, and we all get along. The girls are—I have four granddaughters, and they're all getting— up near the teenage years, so my wife and I laugh because we went through that, and my kids haven't been through that yet, so <laughs> they don't know what's coming. That's right. That's Even right. though they were there. <laughs> it's totally different, isn't yes, it? It's totally different. So let's go into the project, okay? Okay. So who was your inspiration during your time of service? Um, in the military, uh, there's a line between the enlisted personnel and the officers. And the enlisted personnel aren't even allowed to have personal conversation with the officers. And um, I had an engineering officer who was a full commander in the Navy. And um, that's a pretty high rank. And he used to take me aside and talk to me because he saw things in me that he liked. 
and he tried to inspire me to uh, get a, a training that the average innocent person didn't have. And um, he tried to talk me into going into uh, um, an officer candidate school. But that would have meant that I had to extend my time and I wanted to do my four years and be gone and get into my personal life, not spend a career in the Navy. So he inspired you because he took the time, yes. regardless of his rank, yes. to reach out and try to facilitate your own development. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And he could have in, he could have had impacts on his career if other people knew that he was trying to coach me. How so? Because that wasn't his job. He wasn't supposed to be talking to this enlisted man. Hmm. Why do you think he did? He saw something. The potential. He saw something, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. What was your greatest life lesson that you learned during your time of service? Um, for some people, it might be depressing, but my first week on board ship, I worked in the engine room. I was a machinist mate. And an engine room is a very, very, very dangerous place to be. There are so many machines that can break. Um, the ships back then were powered by steam and um, the steam is very hot and if you get a steam leak you're going to smother to death in seconds. It'll burn you and um, we also produced all of the water that we drank and washed with and we also produced all of the electricity. So some of the machines on board ship um, use very, very high voltage. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy in charge of the engine room, he had a few weeks left in the Navy and he was getting out. And unfortunately, he wasn't thinking about all the things that he knew about for the last 24 years. And I went home for the weekend, I came back and I asked where so-and-so was and they said, oh, he's dead. He had Close the circuit on the electric. If you touch something high voltage with one hand, it hurts. If you use two hands, the electricity goes through your whole body. Mm -hmm. So he literally fried himself on this thing because he wasn't thinking. That had me the rest of the time I was in the engine room, you had to be constantly aware of what could happen. So he taught you a valuable lesson to valuable never lesson. not to pay attention. Right. How right. do you apply that lesson to your life after service? Well, interestingly, I, I got into computer programming with IBM, and um, it took a long time to fix problems because you fixed one program, and a process might have gone through 30 or 40 programs, and you fixed this one program, and then that fix caused a problem. You fix that problem and so on and so on and so on. So it took you sometimes a month to fix a problem. But if you're now thinking about all the potential things that could happen, I carried that over into my programming life where, okay, if I fix this, now I'm thinking about down the line. Mm -hmm. So you cut 
fixing a problem in 30 days down to fixing a problem in 15 days. And then when you share that with your coworkers and they're thinking about, not, we were fixing problems in days. After we put this process, you, you hear the term shit happens. And it, it sounds funny, but if you really dig into what that means, stuff happens. So think about the stuff that could happen and you're going to pre prevent it from happening. And Potentially. It may not, it may not always, if Correct. you don't, it may Correct. not always result in something tragic. Right. However, it could result, if you don't think that far, it could result in a great deal of money lost, resource loss, all of that. That, that is a, a major definition of continuous improvement too. Yes. And you now come across thinking about something you, potentially something you never would have thought about. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Here's something else I can do. So you start some other new process. Has that carried into your personal life as well, that life lesson? Yes. And I hear regularly at home from my spouse of 47 years, you're not in IBM anymore because <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about... You know, don't turn that knob because X, Y, I don't want to hear all that, you know. So. Mm -hmm. so you're always thinking ahead. Always. The what ifs. How did your service and your experiences affect your life? Um, before I went into the Navy, uh, I was young. I was in my early 20s. But you don't think about anything except what you're doing. You don't think into the future. And when I was working, um, my nickname that I had at work was Billy Badass. Because work was work. And I worked hard and I also played hard. Mm -hmm. So when it's lunchtime, we had fun during lunch. Lunch is over. I don't want to hear your jokes. I don't want to hear about the guy, your neighbor. I don't want to hear about your girlfriend or your wife or your kids. We're doing work. And now that I'm not working, I still have the same mentality. So uh, I support veterans right now. Mm -hmm. And that is a really broad term because there's so many different programs around and I'm involved in almost all of them and I have the same mentality. So people are constantly calling me day or night and I told them, call me there. I, I slept with my phone when I worked because I had to fix those computer programs right away. So I still have the habit of, I got the house phone, I have my cell phone next to the bed. It's so the process of always knowing staying one step ahead of things that you learned in the that life lesson that right. you learned carried forth after service yes. in work which yes. you spoke of how did that impact you as far as as your life now with the work that you do on behalf of the veterans did does that all come together now it for does. the work you do now it does it does because when i'm helping this person i'm thinking about well maybe this other program could also benefit from some of these things so I get other people working together right. so it, it really broadens you're almost like the connector yes the connector yes. of services yes 
and thinking ahead. You just don't need this one, but you might need this one down the road right. based upon what you've learned in the service. Right. That's amazing. Billy, what does honor mean to you? Honor? Um, I wrote myself some notes here. Honor means respect, esteem, and admiration. Um, I, we live in a media world now, and everybody has their opinions about things, and other people are listening to some of these opinions and think that these opinions are important. Well, I, I don't think those opinions are important until I dig through all the pieces. Example, um, sports people. People talk about these sports people. And um, I don't have, I don't honor sports people. They don't necessarily, doing their job, playing the sport, help the world. They don't help the planet. They help the people who want to watch them, but I never grew up watching sports. Never. I, I'll watch a game here or there, but I'm not watching and rooting for this team or rooting for that team or this league or that league. Um, there are people, and I, I don't need to name names, but there are people um, that are doing things that are helping other people. Mm -hmm. And that's where you find your honor. Yes. And that you use the words respect, yes, admiration, and there was a third. Esteem. High esteem? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Last question, Billy. Yes. What does freedom mean to you? Freedom, okay. Um, freedom means that me or anybody else has the ability to speak their mind. They have the ability to, um, to act about things. And um, they won't be hindered by doing them. Traveling around the world, I, I was in a lot of countries, and you would hear, oh, you can't say that. Why? Because you'll end up in jail. You'll lose your job. Okay? In this country, we always had the ability, even though you might hold yourself back at work but you, you you have the you have the right in a free country to say i don't like joe blow i don't like sally sally you know i don't like the things they're doing i don't like this law i don't like this color and i won't necessarily be hindered by that directly i mean indirectly yes you know if you're an eagles fan and i start talking about the giants all the time you could not do some, some favors for me. Mm -hmm. okay. But I still have the ability and the right to do that, to talk about the Giants. And you don't have to ask anybody's permission to do Correct. so. Correct. So that is what freedom means to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Billy Worrell, thank you so very much for being part of this very important project. It was an honor to have you here today. Well, thank you for the program that you're doing. Thank you. Okay.